This week on Moms Moving On. I believe if I had to put a, you know, a definition on what it's been for me, it's kind of like a 1% improvement per day. You know, it's like you're not going to get better. But if you're conscious enough to know that you are playing a part, even in some capacity to an argument, you can only take accountability for yourself, even if the other person isn't. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi guys, welcome back to another Moms Moving On. I have my friend on with me today and we're about to have a lot of fun, but we're also going to cover some really important stuff. I've got Nikki on with me today of Nikki Marie Inc., who very fortunately fell into my lap as a friend through none other than the fabulous Jana Kramer. I don't know how or why, but it works out for my benefit because I freaking love her. And I know you guys do too. I mean, the response this morning on Instagram when I said we were recording was huge. So basically we have everyone's favorite person on today. Nikki, Nikki Marie. I love that. Hello and welcome. Hi. Yes. We, so we got introduced via Jana and it was, um, I had posted a video, a really heartfelt video about how difficult Christmas was, right? Like the co-parenting holiday thing was really when I started talking openly on social media about co-parenting, because that's when all the freaking feelings were happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess a lot of people tagged me on Jana's and vice versa. And then you came in and I was like, all right, these are some people that I can hang with for sure. And and now look, now look at us. Yep. Yeah. Um, so for the, those of you listening who don't know Nikki, you know, obviously we connected because of co-parenting related issues and like what a better way to find comfort than in another person who is going through what you're going through or who has been there or who can just kind of like reach out a helping hand. And so I think we've done that for each other, but I want to hear like the background of your story and- why co-parenting is a topic for you. So, so I was the product of divorce, similar to you. You know, my parents got married when they were 21, had me at 22. I don't remember my parents being together ever because in the 80s, it was just very different, right? It was like the grandparents swept in, saved the day. Everybody lived kind of in the same town or one mm-hmm. town apart. So my entire childhood was not coming from divorce it was coming from an amazing family that I didn't ever identify as like nuclear or not it was just Mm -hmm. everyone was there everything was fine for me aside from my parents just couldn't be in the same freaking room you know it took until my graduation from college where all of my friends were like look at Wendy and Doug are in the same room this is amazing cheers everybody it was like this big big thing. And I laughed it off. You know me, Michelle, I'm like super funny on, on social media. My whole entire coping mechanism of everything in my life has been humor. Um, so that's just the way I kind of handled it when I was younger. Now being a woman who is, um, has a six and seven year old and is going through the third year of the divorce process can tell you that I put myself in my kid's shoes constantly. Because I remember being the little people pleaser who didn't want anyone's feathers to be ruffled. I just wanted everything to be fine for everyone. And I'm making sure that my kids don't have to feel that way. Well, so that's kind of like, where I come into that. 
and and we can, can like we relate to each other so much in that aspect because like I'm always I'm never not thinking about little Michelle who was just so caught in a loyalty bind and the parental alienation that I experienced that I'm like, I would do anything and everything, which is why you and I, I think both take this high road approach to co-parenting, even in high conflict situations. So I really want to get into that with you. Like, you know, the importance of taking the high road in a high conflict situation, even though it might be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life, like it's, it's definitely the most important. Yes. So, so high conflict is like, I, I never knew what divorce did to people, right? Like, I think we can all say that those of us going through the toughest of times, it's like, oh, wait, in school, remember when you had to check off the high stress, um, you were like in psychology class, and you were learning the biggest stressors in life, you were what, like 16, 17? Yeah, adverse childhood experiences. Yep. Yeah. So and I was from a small town, happy, go lucky blue collar upbringing where everything was fine and dandy luckily i had no loss in my family super tight with my you know loved ones and friends so filling that out it's like okay a death in the family thank god that's not me divorce okay i came from it but i was little now i'm like oh it's the second biggest freaking stressor mm-hmm. and then then you add in covid and you add in me losing my job you add in like the the just everything came crashing and burning for me all at once. And I say that not as a poor me thing. I say it as a, holy shit, how beautiful something can be when you really go down to the bare bones of like who you are. You're Mm -hmm. like stripped from everything you ever knew. Every title is the best place for so many people. Like, obviously it sounds crazy, but you have to be there to know because there's nowhere to go but up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the high conflict, I'll, I'll tell you, I didn't, I didn't know that I would feel this consumed in any situation in my life because I've always been a successful person, mm-hmm. right? I played sports in high school and I had to find a way to be the best. And I got a full scholarship to, you know, a division one top performing school because of my hard work. And it's like, all of a sudden I was in a marriage that I didn't know how to work hard in. I didn't know how to be my best self in. And I think it just led to, a marriage that fell apart. And when it fell apart, I thought we would both put our, you know, head down and say, okay, we've got two kids. What now? Instead, it became this tornado of emotions and blame and anger. And holy shit, we are not given the toolkit for that. No, they don't teach you that in school. They don't teach you a lot of things like how to be in a marriage where there is issues? What do you do then? How to handle getting divorced, how to help your children through it. And obviously this is why I'm doing the work that I do. But I want to go back to something you said, like you didn't expect it to be like this. Is this because your parents had an easy divorce? My parents' divorce was not easy. It was just like childish. I remember feeling like the adult in the situation, right? Like I remember being like, oh God, like just like get over it already. Like, what are we still talking about this for? I was very mature that's I, I was very mature as a kid, even people used to say that to me, I was, I just had a, not an old soul, but I just could see the full picture on things and think like, what's the point mm-hmm. in like stressing out about this where everybody's mm-hmm. okay. So I grew up in that and I felt like the pettiness was so like, unnecessary, that now I feel the same way here I am as an adult, in a very much petty situation at many times. And so how do you rise above that, though? Because it's triggering 
as anybody listening knows, you can be the most composed, elegant, poised human in the world, but someone is coming at you constantly and it has to do with your kids. It's not hard to lose it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've heard everything. I, I, I've talked to a therapist. I had a very, um, very strong divorce attorney at the beginning who was like, you know, protect yourself and stand up for yourself and enough is enough. But I'm, that's not me. Yeah. I'm the type of person that really believes that time will heal some. It doesn't mean you have to be a pushover and sit there and like take what is given to you. But um, I think there's a balance. And that's what I'd say to anybody listening to this is like, there is no one cookie cutter way of handling this. No, you are a, per, a specific cut cloth of a human being, right? So your therapist can tell you stuff, your divorce attorney can tell you stuff, your divorce coach, your social media friends, your friends who have been through it, they can give you all the tips and tricks that worked for them. But I really think it's a journey. And I think it's part of learning. Totally. So I've just tried to take it day by day. It's one of my answers day by day. Day by day, but it's been three years for you? It's been three freaking years. Jeez, Louise. Yeah. You know, I listen, it sucks to be in the process for this long, but I will tell you that when it's rushed, it's terrible long-term. At least when it's drawn out, like you have time, maybe not your ex, I don't know, I can't speak for him, but for you, you have time to like come down from your emotions. You have time to make better long-term decisions versus just making emotional ones in the moment and trying to rush and get it done. Yes. And I still have a lot of emotions when it comes to it, which is wild because, you know, you can still honor your feelings of like maybe not having romantic thoughts toward the other person, but still, if you're like me, you still have those little moments that you want to look for the good in everybody. Mm -hmm. So that's probably my problem is I am constantly looking at the good or what we how we fell in love and the person that I know deep down he is and thinking that that's going to just like come around and all of a sudden we're going to be kumbayaing and everybody's at the soccer fields getting along. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think time, to be honest with you, Michelle, the divorce attorney that I ended up hiring after the, the very direct one has made my anxiety level. I, I feel like myself again, probably a lot because of the person representing me. Well, She's, she knows my... I want to do this in a classy manner Mm -hmm. and I want to do this with facts, not emotions. Well, and you can't, I mean, if you're coming from the mindset of I'm not here for a battle, I want to take the high road regardless of how my ex is behaving. It's very hard to do that without the right kind of attorney. If you have, you know, a litigious shark of an attorney, it's going to be very hard to like pick your battles and, and take a beat and let your ex have their tantrum while you just like sit and wait, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, so, um, it doesn't feel as when I feel like something's not natural for me, I have a really hard time with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made that decision. Who better to advocate for you than you? Hi moms. If you're looking to sell your engagement jewelry, Worthy is the perfect option. With over 45,000 satisfied customers, Worthy is the most trusted name in the business. Would I bring you anything less? Worthy offers competitive auctions and gets you the best deal possible on your jewelry. Plus, I've connected with Worthy on a special bonus offer for the Moms Moving On community, a $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from that engagement ring? Get started today at worthy.com moms. That's worthy.com moms for the special bonus offer. 
It's here. Oh my God, I can't believe it. My book is officially out in the world. Have you ordered it yet? It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and comes out the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. So order it now. What are you waiting for? What does it mean to you to take the high road in co-parenting? I mean, I got a lot out of your last episode and I've always lived, um, you know, playing division one sports. One of the things our coaches always told us before every game was control the controllables. You can't worry about the weather. You can't worry about what the referee just called on the last play. You can only control what you can control. So I am huge on controlling the way I raised my kids in my home and not trying to control how he has his time with them. That's been a big. Oh my God. But it's so freaking hard. Can we talk about how hard that is? So hard. So it's hard. Like your, your babies, right? And, and, and I know we're both on board with our kids having healthy whole relationships with their other parent. But when like you've made these people and you've raised them and now you have to hand them off to somebody who you no longer trust or love or get along with. And you're just like, okay. I don't need to know much. See you in a few days. It's, it's actually torture. Yeah. Like, you you know, we, we agreed to raise the kids in a house where like healthy eating options would always be the case, Mm -hmm. you know? And then of course you have your, there's a party and there's a pinata. It's like, all right, go to town on the candy and I'll deal with this later because my kids are going to be crazy. But now it's like to know that, you know, and you always, I'm going to defend the the other person for a second, right? Because when you FaceTime your kids and you get this much time to judge the entire situation or how the entire day is going, I'll be the first to say it's really hard if I FaceTime my kids and I see them falling asleep and they're still in the same clothes that they were wearing earlier. I'll immediately have a full out story of like, just trying to take it easy. He doesn't want to work to like get them in the shed. Like, and I get mad. And now I'm just starting to be like, it's okay. I can get them on the schedule. (laughs) So, so, but an example of taking the high road in that situation is not using the opportunity on the phone call. Cause I see this a lot. Hey, why are they still in their pajamas while the kids are like on the phone trying to talk to you or worse, sending a freaking manuscript after as a text message explaining, you know, how and why it's wrong that they're not in their pajamas yet, or they're still in the same clothes. And so that would not be taking the high road. Taking the high road is hanging up the phone, screaming into a pillow and going about the rest of your night. Because you know what? At the end of the day, if your kids never change their clothes at dad's, it doesn't impact them or the their ability to become like thriving, amazing human beings, you know? Right, right, right. And I was, I was, I'll tell you, like, I couldn't be any closer to my dad than I am right now. And I can guarantee you everything that he did when I was growing up went right up my mom's ass. Mm -hmm. And I'm super duper tight with dad. I never heard boo from dad when it came to how she was raising me at home. So think about the kid's perspective. When you're just bashing the other parent, your kids are going to resent you, not the other parent. 
Yeah. Right. Do you agree with that? Like, I, I just don't want to be, well, I don't want to be, I want my kids to think their dad is the most wonderful human being, male figure in their entire world. That Period. is, that is the magic. That is it. That's what co-parenting is all about. Because yes, at the end of the day, they're going to hate you for making them feel bad about their other parent or who they love or who they are half of. And it's so asinine to me that people can't wrap their heads around this fact. Like yeah. your kids yeah. don't need to be a part of your feelings or your lack of feelings for that person. Right. Right. So, and I don't, I don't want, um, so, you know, I'll have friends and family that's like, you know, don't you just think he's such a, you know, a-hole, how do you even deal with that? And I'm like, because I want to see him through the eyes of my son and daughter, to be oh, honest with you. And if he's hurting, that. then I'm hurting. And not everybody's going to understand that, Michelle, because somebody can be completely, you know, awful to you, but that doesn't make me want to be awful back. I still have crazy emotions about this. I still have very strong feelings because that is the father of my children. I want him to be the very best person that he could ever be for the kids. And not only you that, know? there was there was a topic I brought up yesterday on Instagram that I knew might piss off a, a person or two, that your ex is entitled to be angry, right? Like if your ex came along and said, Nikki, you're not allowed to be sad about this. Fuck you, get over it. You're not allowed to be hungry, happy, excited, sad, mad. Like, no, right, we can't, right. we can't expect that just because we feel a certain way or that we're willing to take the high road or that we're not sitting in mourning over the marriage that they might not be dealing with their own emotions. Right. And like, they might not know how to deal with them. And so I do come to these issues with a place of empathy because I, myself, like I pride myself on being able to like swallow it, take it and keep it moving. Whereas other people have a difficult time with that because they weren't raised that way or taught that way, or they, they can't control themselves, you know? Yeah. Yes. And there is a, you know, I'm, you were saying high road. I have not, I'm not even close to perfect with the high road because there have been plenty of times, like you said, never in front of the kids, but um, that's the biggest thing I'm proud of probably is I've never let the kids know how I felt through this whole thing. But have I went off on the text? Like, yeah it takes a long time before you're able to put a lid on that i i gotta say i mean a long time it's like especially if you're in the middle of the actual legal process it's very hard to do but just because you fire back at a text does not mean you're not fully taking the high road i believe taking the high road to be despite your emotions or what you let out to your ex you never let your kids know you never prevent them from seeing the other parent you always encourage the relationship and you're there to support them when things get yeah. hard. That's the high yes. road in co-parenting. It is. It's almost like, um, I, you know, if there's people listening that are like, oh my gosh, I'm so far from that, then it's just, I believe if I had to put a, you know, a definition on what it's been for me, it's kind of like a 1% improvement per day. You know, it's like, you're not going to get better, but if you're conscious enough to know that you are playing a part even in some capacity to an argument, you can only take accountability for yourself, even if the other person isn't. Right. That's my biggest tip. Like right here, we're here to get a, to better our lives, to put energy into stuff that's going to grow us, not to hold us back. I mean, I was in Nantucket this week, by the way, you and I are oh, getting Oh, yes, there I together. know. Thank you for going and by I Mitchell's just, bookstore. Thank you for that picture. Did you get to yeah. meet Elin? No, I didn't, but I did the whole... I feel like, so she follows me, which is like, I mean, 
Queen of England who like it's Elon like for me you know what I mean um and so I think she's sick of me because I literally mention her in like all of my stories she like stopped opening just keep just keep putting it out there and it will come and we'll be in Nantucket next year with her but why isn't she like you know what I love you too come to my house let's drink a bottle of Sancerre that she writes about this wine in every book you know like shoot the shit but okay we'll get there whatever so you were We're gonna do 2023 2023 it's happening there we go it's out there law of attraction Mm. okay (laughs) so um so i was in nantucket and i was riding my bike and i was just thinking like how much energy in three years i have put into this right and in and i say energy it has been a lot of stress anxiety level of energy i let it consume me And so I'm riding my bike in this beautiful place. And I'm thinking like, there's so much beauty that has also come out of this. There's so much appreciation I have for life and the little things again. And there's so much appreciation for not having to have the big executive level title and the big house and the nuclear family and like all the things that I thought needed to define me. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, I'm back to my goofy middle school self and it's not always perfect. And there's still days that I get very upset about it, but like, I'm starting to find the pieces of me again. And that's beautiful. So that I'm just going to. More than beautiful. That is. I mean, I also had a good buzz on and was in Nantucket. So it's like, you know. That helps, <laughs> right? I mean, maybe you wouldn't have felt that if you were stuck in traffic, like on the freeway. But there you go. But I think it's those moments where you can take a minute. Like, you know, they say, never look back. I think looking back is so important. So you can give yourself, you know, yes. the credit you deserve for having gone through what you've gone through, for getting to where you are in one piece. Looking back is important in my perspective. And so for anybody listening, like even if you're a week out, look back because if you're getting 1% better every day, like Nikki said, then you're on the right path. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone who is also going through a high conflict situation and feeling like they're going to just die every day? I would say stop asking everyone else for the answers and like look inside yourself and feel every freaking bit of what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Because I do think every individual person knows their best best, like path through the divorce. Mm -hmm. Some people, like you said, some people are going to be very um, compartmentalized. They're going to see what happened in the marriage and they're going to decide that they want to leave. And they're going to literally, like you just said, that turn the page, close it up, seal this tight, sign, seal, deliver, we're done. And they're going to move. I think some people prefer that method of just fast moving on. Other people are going to go, oh my gosh, I'm three years in. Why is this still happening? Well, there's a lot of baggage here with this. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of emotion. There's a lot of uncertainty and that's okay. Like it's just, it's a journey, not a destination, I guess. And um, as long as you can- It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's tough. I just say, don't lose yourself. That's easy to say, but it's um, just honor all the feelings that you're having because they're you're feeling them for a reason. It's a lot Amen. of them too. That's right. Everybody, I know you found this episode so amazing. You have to go give Nikki a follow. She is at Nikki Marie Inc. N I C K I M A R. Okay, I'll, uh, whatever. I'll link it. Um, I love that we did this. It's so overdue. You are really just one of my favorite people. And I love your authenticity and your vulnerability and your ability to say, I don't have it all right, but I'm trying my best. And I think that's the biggest message of this episode. 
everybody listening, thank you for being here. We'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists and it's called the Moms Moving On Membership Community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com and click on become a member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong. 